the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday afternoon. Good to be with you today. My name is C.B. Barthlow. I'm filling in for Gino Geraci. This is Crosswalk on 94.7 FM, and um, I've got a lot to share with you today. I'm excited to be on the air and, and talking with you today. I want to have a conversation with you about grit about grit. I don't know if you know what grit is. I just, I I was moved in my spirit this week to have a conversation about endurance, about persistence, about grit, about what it means to stand and having done all that you can to stay standing. Before we jump into that today, I want to invite you, if you've got a story of grit or persistence, or if you want to share with us today about the way in which the Holy Spirit has worked within you so that you would be able to endure and accomplish more than you ever thought you could do on your own. I want to invite you to join us today on the phone lines. You can reach us at 303-873-1935. That's 303-873-1935. I'd love to hear your stories of grit. Before we jump into that, let me share a little bit about me. My name is CB. I'm a pastor here in Denver, Colorado, church planter. I lead a church downtown called Beacon, and um, you can hear us every morning, every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. with a show called Be the Light. Our little church in downtown Denver called Beacon, it's multicultural, multi-generational, a wonderful and vibrant community of people, uh, all of whom know that we're fully broken, but believe that the light of the Lord can shine through us to bring his glory to the city on a hill. And I would invite you, if you don't have a church home or if you're downtown, you know somebody who lives downtown and they don't have a church home to join us 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. And we meet at a place called Comedy Works. You might have heard of Comedy Works before. It doesn't look like a place you'd have church, but I think that's the best part. Um, as a little church, we're about two years old. And, and one of the beauties about um, planting in downtown Denver is that there's not a lot of churches in downtown Denver, but there's a lot of places that are unlikely for churches to meet. And we get to meet in those places. So today, let's talk about grit. Let's talk about endurance, about perseverance. I started a brand new reading plan. It's the beginning of the year. I don't know if you've done this. At the beginning of each year, I try to start a brand new Bible reading plan. And like a lot of you, I don't mind being honest. I'll start a new plan. And then, you know, things go pretty good for a few days. And then a couple of days go by and I, I miss a day and I miss another day and I miss another day. And then soon, you know, it's February and I've abandoned the plan. But my resolve is steady this year, and I hope yours is too. If you haven't started a reading plan, I'd encourage you to do that. Jump back into the Bible in some way to get the word into your belly. There's many ways that you can do a reading plan. I was just talking to one of my friends here earlier today. He he does a, a Bible in the whole year, and I think that's a great thing. If you've never read the whole Bible, that's a great way to get your foundation sure. Uh, I'm doing one right now, brand new for me. I've never done it before. It's called The New in 30. It's the 
New Testament, the whole New Testament, in 30 days. And you know, when I started, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be too much, but it's about eight chapters a day. Not, not too much. It's all right for me. I, I can handle eight chapters a day. What I like about this reading plan and, and what's unique about those reading plans that try to accomplish much in a short period of time is, is that this one for me, it's less about studying the leaves and more about seeing the forest, right? Uh, maybe you go to a church and your pastor's an expository preacher. Maybe you like to do deep dive devotional studies of the word. And, and what you'll do is you'll take a passage and you'll chew it. You'll digest it. You'll pull from commentary. You'll learn all that it has for you and how it applies for your life. Well, this kind of reading plan is not that. This takes sort of a 30,000 foot view and allows us to, to really read through the text and capture Patterns. And here's something I found this week that I just thought was important to share with you, and I, I'd love to get your feedback on this. I, I've noticed a few things as I've been reading through the New Testament, a few things that I know that I've read before, but I guess maybe maybe I just never saw them before. Have you ever done this? You read the Bible, and you know you've seen this passage before. You've seen those words. You've heard it quoted in church. A friend of yours has said something like this over and over again, but something happens just that one day when you're reading the text afresh, and it... Well, it illuminates. It jumps off the page for you. It becomes something new. And the, the Holy Spirit speaks right through it and says, today, this one, uh, this is for you. That's one of the most wonderful parts about Scripture is that it can, it can be fresh. It can be new. The Bible tells us that it's, it's living and active. And I think that that is something we should take advantage of as believers. What I noticed here in the new in 30 Bible reading plan that I've been endeavoring to undertake is I saw a new pattern today. Um, in Matthew 10, in Matthew 24, and in Mark 13, Jesus is quoted as saying a phrase over and over again. He says, the one who endures unto the end will be saved. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I've I've heard that before. Heck, as a pastor, I think I've even preached that before. But something happened this last week as I was sort of speed reading through the New Testament, through the Gospels, and just getting a chance to hear each one of the Gospels quote the king in saying this phrase. It just, it hit me and new. And it seems to me that in this new revelation that I've got is, is that I guess since the beginning of Jesus's ministry, he's always been talking about the end. I think the beautiful thing that I, I've come to find this week is, is Jesus, from the very beginning of this conversation with us about who he was and what he came to do, he was saying to us right off the bat, it's not that you start well, it's that you end well. And I, I think this call to, to grit, to, to endurance, to perseverance and persistence, I mean, I, I think it's everywhere in the New Testament. I'm excited to be reading through it in the next several days. And, and I know that you probably have a few scriptures that are near and dear to your heart. Some of the things that you've memorized or that you've put into practice that, that speak right to this very concept of endurance, of perseverance, of, of standing, even when it doesn't feel like you can. This isn't a uniquely biblical concept, grit. It's actually a common concept through, throughout the world, especially in the social sciences. I mean, psychology defines grit as a positive personality trait that's marked by two things. Number one is perseverance and effort. And number two is passion towards an end goal. And I got to tell you, friends, that that is exactly the kind of person 
let me rephrase it. That's exactly the kind of believer I want to be known as. I want when people see me, when they meet me, when, when, when they talk about me long after I'm gone, I want them to say, you know what? He was known by his perseverance. Like he never gave up. And, and his passion. Would that we could be the kind of Christians that even when unbelievers talked about us, they said things like, you know, man, they just never quit and they loved Jesus. That's the grit I want to talk about today on our show, and I hope that you'll join me. Again, you can reach us at 303-873-1935. I really want to hear your stories today, stories about grit, about endurance, about the ways in which that the Holy Spirit has has stood big in you when you thought you couldn't stand, about times in your life where, you know what, life wasn't easy, but it was still good. Because God was good. I'm reminded of the scripture in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. You know this, I'm sure, but maybe it'll mean something fresh and new to you today. It says this, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And guess what, friends? Hope doesn't put us to shame. I wonder if you've got one of those stories where you look back and, boy, at the time it it seemed like suffering, it seemed like shame. But now, looking back, you realize that God turned that for your good. He built in you a sense of endurance, and he built in you a new character. Again, I'm C.B. Barthlow filling in for Gino Geraci. This is Crosswalk on 94.7 FM, The Word. Hey, friends, welcome back to Crosswalk with Gino Geraci on 94.7 FM, The Word. My name is C.B. Barthlow. I'm filling in for Gino today. Um, today, we're having a conversation about grit, I'm talking about endurance, talking about the biblical concept of persistence and how the Lord calls us to stand, to withstand, to stay steadfast. We, at the top of the hour, we started off, and I was telling you, I, I jumped into a band, brand new Bible reading plan, and, and part of that Bible reading plan was, was um, you know, kind of speed reading through the text and finding a new pattern. And I discovered um, that several times in the gospel, Jesus himself calls us to this this concept of grit, this perseverance and endurance. He says, the one who endures to the end will be saved. And it got me thinking today about uh, about what that means for us as believers, the right mindset we, we have to have as we face difficult seasons, challenging seasons. And, and, and it really had me inspired to hear the stories of others, remind myself just the ways in which other people have fulfilled this call to endure. I'm excited today to hear some of your stories. I'm going to share with you a couple stories I know that I hold dear um, to myself, things that I've shared with my sons and with my family about the ways in which other people have stood. But if you've got a story of grit, of endurance, of perseverance, of ways in which the Lord's worked through you so that you could endure more than you ever thought or imagined, I'd love to hear from you today. You can reach us at 303-873-1935. That's 303-873-1935. Give me a call. We want to hear you on the air. We're going to talk about how you stand and stand firm in the name of 
the Lord. Now, here's the deal. Jesus does call us to this. He calls us to this spirit of, uh, of endurance, to be able to withstand, not just to accomplish, but, but to be able to hold steady even when things are, are really bad. And I think the beautiful part about that gospel, it's not this doomsday prophecy that sort of says like, hey, you know, this life is not going to be good. Hope you can weather the storm. That, that's not what he's doing, though it does imply that this life will not be easy. There will be storms. I, I tell the people at our church, Beacon Meets Downtown, I, I tell Beacon all the time, I wish that I could tell you that the moment you become a Christian, it gets easy. And wouldn't that be great is if, you know, you said the prayer, you raised your hand, the pastor saw you, and then all of a sudden it was lollipops and rainbows. None of the concerns or cares that you had. There was no more debt and, and no more family strife and no more worrying about masks or the pandemic or whatever. Maybe wouldn't it be just fantastic if heaven came to earth the moment you said yes? But you know as well as I do that that doesn't happen. I mean, how, how many of us, when we said yes to Jesus, our life didn't get better? In fact, if we're being honest, it, it got a little harder. Suddenly we were confronted with the, you know, the sin in our own life. We were confronted with things that we didn't realize served us well. We were suddenly confronted that many of the dysfunctions that we lived in weren't really functioning. We were just managing. I, I think a lot of us had that testimony where it was like we said yes to Jesus and then, boy, immediately we realized that we needed him more than ever. That's why I think that this idea of of grit, of being marked by your perseverance of effort and your your passion for the end goal, which is spending a life eternally with Jesus. I think the reason that this exists over and over in Scripture, especially in the New Testament, is because it's true. We, we will come to places that are difficult in our life. And I, I want to share with you a couple a couple scriptures I've found that maybe you know that that serve to to reiterate this point. And, and, and I hope one of these resonates with you. Maybe you've heard them a million times, and today's the day God knocks on your heart and says, remember this, this one's for you. Or maybe you're listening today and, you know, you're in one of those spots, right? Like you're in, in, you're in deep. You're struggling. You're driving right now on uh, going home from work and it's, you know, it's a challenge. This job is a challenge. This, this family's a challenge. This, this life that you're living right now, boy, this is not as easy as you thought it would be. In Acts chapter eight, verse one, the, the Bible tells us that, um, after the Holy Spirit falls upon the believers, they begin to grow and their influence begins to spread. And, and it says that um, they come under attack. Chapter 8, verse 1 says, all of the disciples scattered except for the apostles. I, I, I guess I've read this text a million times, but a couple of days ago it really hit me anew. There's something that marked these apostles that when the most severe persecution that the church had seen to date came upon them, while everyone else bailed, they stayed. And I started to ask myself this question, what is it? What separated these apostles that made it so that when pain and struggle came their way, they just didn't move? And I think the easy answer for most of us is these are the apostles who saw Jesus. They knew him. They had a relationship with him. And I think one of the things we can take away today is if you really want to answer Jesus' call towards endurance, if you want to be one of those people who just perseveres, who seems bulletproof, then, you know, frankly, friends, you've got to have an intimate relationship with Jesus. 
I push my church hard. We're, we're known for hard teachings. And if I were in, in Sunday service, I might say it like this. You can't fake the funk. You can't pretend you know Jesus and expect to endure in difficult seasons. You got to know Jesus. You got to know him. You got to know the sound of his voice. You got to know the way that he moves. You got to spend time with him in prayer and study and worship. And can I say this? You got to be the kind of person that worships in reckless abandon. Romans 15.4 gives us some encouragement in the concept of grit, perseverance, and endurance. It says, through endurance, we might have hope. Well, I hope that fires you up today to know that when you are in your darkest times, when you're in those moments in your prayer closet, when you're asking the Lord, gosh, can you just just make it through today? Help me make it through today. Can I tell you that the promise on the other side of that is hope? What is birthed in the heart of a believer when they go through a difficult season, but they go through is hope to know that the next time a difficult season comes, God's got me. Do you have one of those stories? Have you, have you ever been through one of those moments where it was like, boy, if I look back now, I knew that I knew that there was no way I was going to make it. But look at me. Here I am today standing. I made it. You know, the Bible doesn't just call us to endure for our own sake, though. And I think that's one of the most powerful parts about the gospel is it's it's personal, yes, but it's also missional. We are called to do good. That's why Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, the Apostle Paul says, us, Let us not grow weary of doing good. If you've worked in church, served in church, if you've ever been part of a community of faith, then you know very clearly what it's like to... Grow weary, grow tired. Maybe you've, maybe you've been burnt out at church. It's common for many of us. This concept of grit is not just you dealing with life on life terms. It also means, hey, when you're out in the field, when you're hand to the plow, when you're walking next to others who are co-laboring for the kingdom, that too won't be easy. But trust and know that hope is on the other side of that. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 12, it says, if we endure, here's the promise, we will also reign with him. What an awesome thing to think that our Lord tells us, hey, guess what? You know, when you're in your darkest time, I won't leave you. And if you endure through that dark time, then uh, you won't ever have to leave me. You see, the Lord that we serve, he, he's with us in the bad so we can be with him in the good. Hebrews three four continue three fourteen continues the same conversation. It says, Hope that you hold to your original confidence and do so firmly to the end. James one twelve says, Remain steadfast even under trial. Revelation 2.10 says, be faithful unto death. And Jesus himself says to us in Revelation 3.11, I'm coming. Hold fast. What a promise to hear from our king. He says, I, I know it's getting dark. I know it's hard. But I'm coming back. Just hold on. Maybe you're listening today and the question you might ask yourself, you might be asking this whole time is, man, I don't know. Can I hold on? The answer, guess what? 
It's yes. It's a resounding yes. You can hold on. And here's the deal. Through Christ, you can endure. You can withstand and you can persist. How do I know? I know because I've seen it in the stories and the lives of others who trust in the Lord. We're going to take a short break, but I'm hoping that I'll be able to hear some of your stories. We're going to talk about other stories of people who trust in the Lord. You're listening to Crosswalk on 94.7 FM. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Crosswalk on 94.7 FM, The Word. I'm C.B. Barthlow, pastor of Beacon and host of Be the Light, in today filling in for Gino Geraci. Today we're talking about grit. We're talking about endurance and persistence, this biblical idea that you and I are called to, invited to, commanded to, and yes, even empowered to stand against the most immeasurable Odds. Love to hear your stories today. If you've got a story of grit or persistence, if you've got a tale of a time when it didn't seem like you'd make it, but having just trusted the Lord, you made it. I'd love to hear that today. You can reach us at 303 873 1935. 303 873 1935. Before we took a break, I, I mentioned that, you know, for most of us, the question we wonder, maybe it's tacitly, it's implied, it's quiet, it's in the back of your mind as you drive to work, as you get ready in the morning, as you take a break from family or friends. The question you've been asking is, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it through today? Am I going to make it through this traffic? Isn't it interesting that so many of us are quote unquote working from home and so many of us are not even working, but I got to tell you, I think traffic is worse now than it's ever been. I'm sitting on the road and I'm thinking to myself, am I going to make it? I might need to pull off here. I'm not sure if I have the patience to do that. Here's the deal. The answer to your question, am I going to make it is a resounding and emphatic yes. If Jesus invites us to endure until the end, then he also gives us the power to do just that. Simply stated through Christ, you can endure, you can withstand, and you can persist. And how do I know that? I know that because I've seen it happen in the life of believers. I've seen it happen in my own life, and I've seen it happen in those who trust in the Lord. If you've got one of those stories, I want to hear from you today, 303 873 Couple stories that might help encourage you today, not even from the Bible. I don't know if you're like me, but I, I'm a sucker for a good sports movie. One of my all-time favorites is Rudy. You know, Rudy, that Rudy is one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you have those movies that no matter what you're doing, if you're flipping through the TV and it's on, no matter where it is in the movie, you'll just watch it. Rudy is one of those for me. Doesn't matter if it's, if it's on a network and it's, you know, an hour in, 10 minutes in, even if it's on the last couple scenes, I, I will watch all the way through. And I think one of the things I love about that movie, Rudy, if you don't know the story, it's about a, a young man named Rudy Rudiger, small, undersized, grows up in rural Indiana. And for the whole journey of his life, he's had a dream to play football for the University of Notre Dame. Now, he has no indication that that's a possibility for him. And yet he just persists. The young man finds his way onto the, the campus. He he walks on and auditions or tries out for the team. He He's on the practice squad. He's no good. He gets beat up day in and day out. But through his persistence, through his 
His desire simply not to quit. He he wins over the hearts of his fellow teammates and eventually the coach. Rudy Rudiger played just one play for the University of Notre Dame football program. Just one play. He got out on that field as a senior. The last play of a game against Georgia Tech. Lined up undersized as a defensive end. And wouldn't you know it, when that ball was snapped, he came around the end and he sacked the quarterback. He played just one play. You know, Rudy didn't accomplish much. But he never quit. And maybe that's a bigger accomplishment. I'm reminded of that story this week because I, I, I am a fan of college football and I happen to be watching the national championship this week. A very similar story occurred this Monday night. The University of Alabama and, and Georgia played in the national championship. And if you know anything about college football, boy, those Alabama teams have nothing but the best. And, and lined up on that side was all of the five-star recruits that make you know all of the headlines and, and go on to play pro football. And, and standing at quarterback for the University of Georgia was a young man named Steph. Bennett. Now, the program for Georgia football lists him at 5'11". Most scouts recognize and agree he's probably closer to 5'9", which makes him well undersized to play Division I quarterback. He was recruited out of high school from a few universities, but he, too, had a dream to play for one program. He had a lifelong dream to play for Georgia, <laughs> and, um, and he walked on. He walked on to try out for that team and, and quickly understood that very unlikely he was going to play. He transferred, played football at a small junior college, and then found his way back to the University of Georgia. As a junior, with just a couple years left to play football, he was lost in the depth chart. There was no way he was going to play. Then he got a chance, then he lost the chance, then he got the chance again. And, and wouldn't you know it, this undersized, relatively slow, not very strong young man led his school to the national championship this week. The first national championship for that school since 1980. If you watch the game, you know what a powerful, wonderful moment it was. They saw him on the sidelines just weeping, weeping with joy at having simply stood his ground, having simply never given up. Those are those underdog stories that I think can inspire each of us in our daily life to consider what it's like to never give up, stand your ground. I'm reminded of a commonly quoted scripture from the book of Job, chapter 13, verse 15, Job himself, when lamenting on his circumstances, half, having lost everything in his life, and knowing that God is still sovereign, he cries out. He says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I don't know if you've ever been in a moment in your life where you've had to whisper that to yourself. You've had to say, look, things aren't easy. And I am not sure if I can make it, but but I trust him. I know that he, he can make it. He can make a way where there is no way. I'm reminded of the story of Tamar in Genesis 38, a woman who, just like Job, went through boy, a series of unfortunate events, a life marked by sadness 
and pain, betrayal. She's twice widowed, lied to by her father-in-law. She's betrayed and still, having stood her own ground and trusted in the Lord, she eventually brings forth twins. You know, they give birth to the line of David and, yes, even the line of Jesus. And I wonder, I wonder if you have that kind of perspective on this whole idea of persistence. I mean, it's not just, it's not enough for you and I to be here together, you, you listening and me sharing hope with you from the scripture to say, you know, God calls you to stand, hope you can make it. I wonder if, if you yet have the, the perspective on your circumstances to say, you know, this is difficult and I, I can get through it. And something good will come through it. Something good will come of it. God can bring forth fruit from this. I wonder if you have one of those stories. I wonder if you've been in one of those. I'm going to share with you my story as a church planner. And later in the second hour, I'm going to invite a couple friends to join us on the show. Pastor Josh Shaw will be with us later towards the end of our second hour. He, he pastors Lighthouse Church here in the Denver area. We're going to talk to him about what it means to persist, endure, stand firm, even when things are difficult. I'm going to invite a friend of mine, Ontario Green. He's a pastor of a church in Tampa, Florida. They started their church in the middle of a pandemic. And I just know that he's got a few things that might be able to help us understand how we can endure even in difficult seasons. And I'm, I'm hoping that you'll join us for the next hour or so. Don't forget, if you've got a story to share, I'd love to hear it. You can reach us at 303-873-1935. You're listening to Crosswalk with Gino Geraci. I'm C.B. Barflow. This is 94.7 FM, The Word. Hey, welcome back to Crosswalk on 94.7 FM, The Word, filling in for Gino Geraci today. My name is C.B. Barthlow, pastor of Beacon in downtown Denver and host of Be the Light, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. And today we're talking about grit. Grit, the, the personality trait that marks us by our perseverance and our passion. Our inability to give up and to quit. Today, we've been going through scripture, talking about stories of people who never give up. Heck, I even talked about college football. I might do that a little bit more. And I'm excited today to be with you to continue some of those stories. We've got a caller on the line. Ty is on the line. He's got a story for us today about grit. Ty, are you there? I am here, Pastor CB. How are you today? I'm good, man. Thanks for, for calling in today. Tell us, my friend, what what has the Lord done in and through you to generate a spirit of endurance, perseverance, or grit? Well, man, to be perfectly honest with you, man, there there are so many uh there there are so many things that uh that I could possibly uh list out, but realizing there is a time limit, uh I'll spare you. <laughs> I'll spare you some of the things, but, you know, it really started off while I was, you know, just a, just a young boy, uh, you know, growing up in the city of Chicago, uh, where, where of course, you know, we know even until this day, you know, the educational system, uh, was not, uh, at its, uh, at its all time best. Uh, but, but there was something that was, you know, taking place, uh, on the inside of me relative to, a um what what most will call a learning disability mm. 
where you know where I was diagnosed uh, with with a learning disability because of my um, you know my inability to read and interpret um, certain things that I would read. Uh, but you know the real cool thing about that, as a matter of fact, it, it went as far as to say. Uh, you know, they even told my mother, hey, you know, your son, he will grow uh, great in stature. He'll go great uh, in his uh, physical uh, abilities. But as far as some of the uh, cognitive uh, things, he's not going to be able to uh, grasp uh, some of those concepts. Wow. Uh, but wow, man, CB, you know, just to hear uh, just to hear some of the stories that you're telling and some of the correlations that you're telling, I can't, uh, I can't help but to feel, uh, feel somewhat of a kindred spirit because, you know, my mother, uh, being the person that she was, a praying mother and she raised, uh, praying, uh, praying kids, uh, you know, she would say, hey, you are not uh, you are not the tail. Uh, you are the head. You you are above and never beneath. And and she would always tell me, you know, I don't care what you do. Uh, don't ever give up. Don't ever stop uh, pursuing uh, forward because you know it's not you that's going forward, but it's the God that's on the inside of you. Sure. Uh, you know, to make a long story uh, to make a long story short, they you know they posted me on publications uh you know within uh within the city of chicago so there there i am um being labeled um uh, someone that's not able to grasp um uh, just the cognitive things uh in life wow uh, my, but my mother kept on playing praying and she kept on uh you know she kept on encouraging come she kept on. on telling me to continue to push forward yeah and you know it was out of that uh, out of that resilience that uh that needless to say needless to say uh am i not uh, a person that you know that's retarded you know they label me mentally retarded but am i not a person that's not mentally retarded but i went from you know a person that wasn't able uh to grasp the concept uh, in school to a person that uh, that became uh, somewhat of an educator within yeah. the school system. Wow! The same school system. I, I so, think it's fantastic, um, Ty. To hear to hear. Here's what I'm I'm noticing in this story is is you know I think all of us at some point we get like bad news, right? Like someone gives us a label or a diagnosis or, or really just, hey, here's the facts of the matter. This is what your life will be. And what I hear in you and, and, and certainly modeled from your mother was an unwillingness to hear a report that didn't agree with the Lord. And I think, absolutely, man, I mean, it, that's a skill set in and of itself. If we're talking about endurance, maybe the first step is like, you got to make sure that you're listening to the right thing and not be convinced by what you see and what you hear. I mean, I, I wonder what that was like for your mom. I mean, certainly even the strongest of mothers had a moment in a prayer closet, you know, to go before the Lord and say, you know, how do I lead my son here? Right. I mean, it couldn't have been. Couldn't have been easy. And yet I gather from you that, you know, your time spent with your mother was was filled with confidence to say, don't you listen to them. No matter what happens, we're moving forward in this. Yeah, man. And, you know, in essence, um, CB, man, what what was what was spoken over my life was really, you know, was really a death sentence. Sure. Um, you know, because we you and I both know, I mean, within 
you know, within society, if you're not able to effectively uh, communicate, then um, then a death sentence is is actually uh, just you know just your definition. And I'm rem- I'm reminded, you know, of you know the apostle over in First Corinthians. And I know we correlate this with something else, but, but, but this is, you know, one of my favorite scriptures because this is one of the things that, um, that I really hang my hat on, which is, oh, death, where's your sting? Mm, yeah. Oh, hell, where, where is your victory? Sure. And, and the beauty, and the beauty of it is when, you know, it, it jumps to verse 58 of that, uh, same scripture, uh, therefore, my beloved, my beloved brethren, be yeah. steadfast, yeah, immovable, yeah, always abounding in the work of the Lord, yeah, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That's a good word, friend. Well, I I really really appreciate you sharing today. I hear you, you know, quoting your inner Pat Benatar, telling the world, "Hit me with your best shot, man. I'm yeah, I'm going to move absolutely. forward no matter what comes my way." Ty, thanks for calling in today. I appreciate you sharing your story of grit. Thanks, E.B. Appreciate it, man. Have a great afternoon. You bet. Friends, I think this is good for us to hear these stories of people and and to hear a story like, you know, like Ty's of, um, you know, the sort of diagnosis from early on that could set you down the wrong path forever. I, I'm reminded of a, of a young man in our church. I'll, I'll call him Dan. He, um, you, you know, he, too, has had one of those lives, family um, you know, parents are immigrants and, and, and came over as a dreamer and navigated that part of his experience as a young person disadvantaged and from poverty. And then in school had, you know, some, some, some run-ins with teachers that didn't set him on the right path. He fell into a cycle of addiction and then he got up and then he fell again and then he got up. And then he fell again. And I'm just reminded of, you know, the many ways in which we have to be mindful of, you know, what we believe about ourselves. I mean, I, like I said, I could encourage you to keep moving forward, but boy, if your mind is stuck behind you, if you're unwilling to believe what the Lord has spoken before you, it's going to be very hard to endure or to persist. My name is CB, and I'm filling in for Gino Geraci today on Crosswalk 94.7 FM, The Word. We're talking about grit, and um, in the second hour, I'm going to invite a couple of friends on the show to talk about persistence, about grit, a couple pastors to share with us what they've learned in the last several years, leading people, walking alongside people in what many would argue is some of the hardest days that most of us have experienced. I, I too, have weathered a few storms in my life. I'm a former addict. Uh, Crystal meth was my drug of choice. I was an addict for 15 years and the last five years of my addiction, I was using crystal meth all day, every day. And, you you know, I'm not going to lie to you, friends. There were days where I I wanted to give up. Heck, I even asked the Lord, like, I'm too chicken, you end it. And, um, you know, that's not what the Lord believed about me. Now I, I get to lead a church in downtown Denver, and if you don't know, Denver is a hard place to be a pastor. It's hard ground to plant and, and hard ground to stand, and, and as a church, we've, we've faced some challenges for sure. But the beauty of it is I don't have to accomplish much. I simply need to endure. Hope you'll join us. 94.7 FM, The Word. I'm C.B. Barthlow filling in for Gino Geraci. This is Crosswell.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.